Now let's return to the news that's broken this afternoon with the International Criminal Court issuing an arrest warrant for President Vladimir Putin for the alleged trafficking of children from Russian-occupied parts of Ukraine. Let's speak to Olga Ivshina from uh, BBC Russian. Olga, tell us what's been announced by the ICC. Um, yes, ICC has just published uh, on, on its website that they have issued an uh, arrest warrant for Mr. Putin and for Maria Lvova Belova, that's a children's ombudsman, so the representative, so, so to say, the defender, she's supposed to be the defender of children's uh, rights in Russia. And she has been a very prominent figure in all this process of moving uh, those children from um, Russian-occupied areas of Ukraine to Russia and uh, she was uh, uh, sort of uh, in charge of settling them down or of the process when they were, some of them, were put into Russian families. Um, so uh, the very fact that this was published is of course very prominent. On the other hand, uh, Russian officials, in particular Russian foreign ministry representative, has already reacted that, saying that Russia is not a party of the uh, Rome Statute, so the decisions of ICC are not mandatory for, for Russia to fulfill and she, she tried to sort of to, to make a sarcastic comment saying that you know that doesn't mean anything for Russia and yes technically it, it would be quite hard uh, to arrest Mr. Putin unless he leaves territory of Russia. Yes uh, Ukraine's uh, prosecutor general has said that it's a historic decision whether it's symbolic or actually um, enforceable yet yeah, as you say it doesn't look likely does it but this follows on from this commission which found that Russia had committed human rights abuses over the last year in Ukraine. Uh, yes, that's the claim which Russia was trying to debunk for quite a lot of time. And actually, I think it's very important that, uh, especially internally, this claim that Russia is saving children of Donbass, saving children of Ukraine, um, is defending children of Ukraine, was very important internally. And it seems that um, it would be a very harsh um, question uh, for discussion, both internationally and within Russia at the moment. Uh, so Russia tried to show that it's actually doing good for their children. That's the thing which was um, uh, debated by Ukraine, by international uh, authorities, by NGOs. And there were different examples. Of course, uh, it's very important to remember that it's, it's a very tricky issue. That's a, that's a, that's a topic which, which is not black and white, uh, because things which are happening are happening in the war zone. And on the one hand, yes, the lives of those kids were definitely in danger. On the other hand, what we have seen with these kids, what was happening uh, with to them, to, to, to many of them in Russia, was that some of them were, for, were put into uh, Russian families. Some of them sp spent quite a lot of time in um, uh, camps, uh, in camps where, in children camps, but the, there they, they, they had to speak Russian. They had, to, they say that they had to sing Russian anthem every morning. So this, this doesn't look like a purely humanitarian effort. And I guess that was one of the things which ICC have taken into consideration when um, preparing for such a decision. Olga Ivshina from BBC Russian. Thank you very much. I speak to our diplomatic correspondent, James Landale. He's in the uh, Ukrainian capital, uh, Kiev. How significant is this, James, when the Russian Foreign Ministry have been very quick to point out that they're not a member of the statute that underpins the International Criminal Court? Well, if, if that's the baseline, then, um, you know, we should note that Ukraine is not a signatory to the ICC, nor is the United States. Um, the United States doesn't recognize the authority of the ICC. Uh, the key point about this is that the International Criminal Court has chosen to focus on President Putin. 
the court could have focused on lots of other military commanders on the Russian side who have bombed civilians, uh, schools, hospitals, residential areas, all of which are uh, you know, ac accused of being uh, war crimes. Instead, what the court has done, it has chosen to focus on two things. One, the deportation of children, uh, which is, you know, considered a war crime, but also specifically on the responsibility of not just the Children's Commissioner, uh, but President Putin themselves. And the court says the reason they're doing it is to try and deter this happening at the moment. In other words, they say this crime is ongoing at the moment. By going public with these declarations of the, the, of the warrants, they are trying to deter further crimes taking place. Now, whether that succeeds or not remains to be seen. So I think the significance of this is, you know, you're right. It's very, very unlikely that uh, President Putin is going to leave Russia uh, and place himself in a, in a location where he could be arrested. But at the same time, this is a signal from the international community that what is taking place in Ukraine and has taken place in Ukraine uh, is against international law. And the court is making the allegation that President Putin is responsible for that. And so, as you say, the foreign ministry at the moment is uh, in, in Moscow is saying that uh, this has nothing to do with them. I'll be specific in what they say. They say the decisions of the international court have no meaning for our country. This is the spokeswoman, uh, Maria Zakharova. Uh, she says uh, that Russia is not a party to the Rome Statute of the International Criminal Court, bears no obligations, um, that Russia does not cooperate with this body, uh, and so on. Not surprisingly, the uh, Ukrainians uh, have taken a different position. They have made it clear that they welcome this. Uh, the chief prosecutor, I'm just looking for the quote here, has said very specifically that the world has received a signal that the Russian regime is criminal, they say, and will be held accountable. And that is really significant to the Ukrainians. They have been demanding a process of accountability to start. They know it's going to be a long game. They know that any form of justice will take many, many years. If you go back all the way to the conflict in the former Yugoslavia, it took decades before some people were prosecuted and some people were convicted. But I think the Ukrainians are happy that at least the process is now starting. Yeah, as you say, it can take a very long time. I mean, it depends on how likely it is that President Putin will leave Russia. I mean, how often has anybody been arrested under those circumstances? Not often is the answer, I'm guessing. Well, it depends. I mean, which jurisdiction you're in. Um, at the moment, I think it's unlikely now that uh, President Putin will place him in a, in a position where uh, he potentially could be arrested. But if you think about it, President Putin doesn't do a great deal of traveling. Uh, that was heavily constricted during uh, COVID. And since then, uh, he travels relatively rarely. Uh, I imagine now that um, they will be more cautious about where and when he goes, if there is an international warrant out for his arrest. James, for the moment, thank you very much. James Landau, our diplomatic uh, correspondent in Kiev.